Praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning, everybody. I pray that all is well with each and every one of you. Um, I'm coming on this morning to um, release a word that God has put on my heart to share with you all on this morning. But before we get into that word, I would like to say a word of prayer. So let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we come thanking you, God. We thank you, Lord, for how you've kept us on last night, God, and you allowed us to wake up to see a brand new day, God. So, God, we give you glory. And for that, we say thank you, God, for who you are, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives. God, I ask that you will continue to bless your people, God, continue to heal, God, continue to restore, continue to forgive, Lord, and give them whatever they stand in need of, God, for only you can. So, God, right now, I'm asking, Lord, that you will continue to protect your people, Lord. And I ask, God, as I come forth with this word, Lord, that you will allow them to hear your voice, God, and not mine. Put me to the side, God, and you come forth, Lord. You speak through me, God. I'm just a vessel that you're using to relay your message, God. So I ask that you speak through me, God. Let the people hear you, God. Hide me, God, but you you step forth big and bold. So, Lord, I thank you right now, God, for your tender grace and mercy. I thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit and your Son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for being an awesome Father. And, God, as we go throughout this day, Lord, I ask that you will continue to to heal God, protect, strengthen, give us the peace and the joy and the love that we need, God, and help us to be the light, Father. Help us to be the light to the people, God, in a, such a dark, dark world. So, God, I thank you right now, God, for your blessings, and I ask that you continue to keep each and every one of us safe, God, and continue to bless us, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for it all. Amen. So, on this morning... We're going to be talking about a familiar passage that we've heard, um, you know, many different times. Well, I know I have, and I'm pretty sure you all have as well. Um, but each time I've heard it, God has, you know, given me or, or I've heard different revelations of it. And, you know, and they all were, were awesome. And, you know, a lot of times we read scriptures and then you go back and read them. God will give you different revelations of those scriptures. You always get something different. So I thank God for even in that, for teaching us in, in you know, in his word. Because he say, if you seek, you shall find. So if we get in his word and we seek and we, we're looking for something. God is going to make sure we're getting it because we're trying to we, we're seeking. We want to know. We want to know the truth of God's word. We want to know what the word of God is saying. So I thank God for that this morning. But um, and I'm not going to hold you all alone this morning, but I'm going to, you know, give you what God gave me. So we're going to read um, John chapter five, verses one through 18. And then I'm going to go back and explain it. And I'm going to go into the pointers that God had given me to share with you all. So if you would, if you want to, if you can, if not, you know, you, you welcome just just listen with me. But um. John chapter 5, verses 1 through 18, starting with verse 1. After this was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethsaida, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the movement of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been down a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? 
The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another step it down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately he was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him, That was cured. Is it the Sabbath day? Is it not lawful for thee to carry thy bed? He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk then asked him then asked they him what man is that which unto thee take up thy bed and walk and he that was healed wist not who it was for jesus had conveyed himself away a multitude being in that place afterward jesus founded him in the temple and said unto him behold there art made whole sin no more lest a worse thing come unto thee the man departed and, t and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hereto, and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Okay. Amen. God, we thank you for the reading of your word. So we're going to go ahead and get into the message. Um, So the name of this passage is called a healing at the pool of Bethesda, you know, and so we often, you know, be sitting at the man at the pool or you may have heard it said another way. But um, so what happened in this passage of scripture? Um, There was a pool. OK, and it had five porches and it was called a pool of Bethesda. And so. Around that pool lay people with different infirmities that needed to be healed and made whole from those infirmities. You had people that were blind. You had people that were um, withered up and couldn't move. You had people that couldn't walk. You know, you just had different, different things. You know, people, maybe people with leprosy. You know, you had different things going on. People had different things going on and they was laying around this pool. Okay. And so I, in the footnote, in my Bible, I'm you know in a study Bible. So in my Bible, it says Bethesda's mean Bethesda means house of mercy. Okay, so by laying around that pool, you know, and, and getting into that pool when that water was stirred, God was giving them mercy because He was you know healing them from the infirmities that they had. And so, um, and so it was a certain man though that had been laying there for thirty eight years. And also in my footnote, it says that the man was laying there 38 years. So that man was laying there before even Jesus came because, you know, that it said, it's been said that Jesus died when he was 33 years old. OK, so Jesus was only in the world 33 years, 33 years. So if this man was laying there 38 years, that means he was laying there before Jesus even came on the scene as a human. And so, um, but Jesus was always there because, you know, Jesus was in the Old Testament. It's always been the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But he was, um, but he was made into human form to come onto, to come onto earth to endure some things that he knew that we would have to go through and to be an encouragement for us to let us know where if I made it, you can make it because, um, we made you in, we made you in our image. So if I can make it, you can make it. So. If he was laying there 38 years, that means he was laying there as long as Jesus had been made in human form. So it says, verse four says that the angel will come down 
and stir, you know, and trouble the water means stir the water up, get the water going for the anointing to take, you know, for the healing to be able to take place for the people to get healed. And so it says that the angel will come down at a certain time, a certain season. So that lets me know that the water wasn't stirred every day. The water wasn't, the pool wasn't stirred all the time. It was just different you know, parts of the year or, or the month or however the seasons was that the angel came. Okay. And it said that certain man was there laying there 38 years. And it said, and Jesus saw him laying there. Jesus knew that man had been there all that time. So he was concerned. So that right there blessed me when I read. I said, God, you showed your compassion on that man because you went to him. It said Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been a long time laying there. In that same case. And he said unto him. Will that be made whole? So Jesus seen him laying there. And he and he asked him. Do you want to be made whole? And the man said unto him. Sir I have no man when the water is troubled. To put me into the pool. But while I am coming. Another step it down before me. Okay so. It don't really say what kind of condition. That, that certain man was in. But we do know that he had some, some type of infirmity. Or some type of sickness. That he needs to be delivered from. Because that's all, that's all that laid around this pool. As we read in verse 3. And so. It doesn't say what type of sickness or disease he had. But. I'm kind of thinking that it might have been. Some type of. You know, muscle problem or joint problem, something because he said every time I would try to get up and get started walking, somebody will go in before me and they will get their healing because, you know, I guess he was slow in moving because it says in verse four that whoever entered the pool first after the trouble of the water would be made whole of their infirmity. And so he said as he would be coming that someone would jump in front of him. And so he would not get his healing because they had been to beat him to it. And so I began to think about that. And I was like, well, Lord, you know, I know, you know, back then, you know, they had different laws and different things that they couldn't do on this day and couldn't do because they was mad at Jesus because he performed that miracle on the Sabbath. But Jesus said, well, if I, my, my father worked on the Sabbath, so I'm going to work. Okay. So when you in like with us, we, you know, such thing is where I can only teach the word of God on this day. No, we teach the word of God whenever God put it in our hearts to teach it. OK, now, now a preacher may can only go and, you know, some preachers, you know, churches have um, Bible study on Wednesday night or Thursday night. And some of them may have Tuesday night. And then, you know, you have church on Sunday morning. Or some people may have it on Saturday morning. However, your, 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 you know, your culture, what you believe in, whatever you do, you know, that's what you do. But you can always share a word of God with somebody. You don't have to wait till you get in the pool pit. A preacher don't have to wait till they get in the pool pit to preach a word. They don't have to wait from Sunday to Sunday to go and teach a word. No, you can get on the phone and call somebody. If God give you a word to share, get on the phone. Hey, God told, put this on my heart from him for me to tell you this. Blah, this, blah, that. You know, so he said, if my father work, I'm a work. So that should be the same with us. If my, if my father, because the Bible says that God never sleeps. Okay, he's always awake. But he allow us to sleep and rest. And so if he's always up and he's always working, you know, we should be working as well. And so, but I, when I read that, I was like, Lord, you know, I know there was certain laws and stuff that they had back then. And, you know, certain stuff may not could have been done. I say, but 
you know, he I, I don't think that man was a thinker because, you know, I, I know every time I try to get in this water, somebody jump in front of me. So what I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm just going to go sit in the water. You know, I, I you just have to have a plan. You know, I, this is this, now this is me talking. This is me. OK, now you, you have to have a plan. You know, God always had a plan. He always had a plan to to do great things for us, you know, to, to even the things that because the Bible says that all things were created for him and by him, even the bad things, even the evil things. So God always had a plan. He had a plan from the beginning of time. And so you have to have a plan. You know, I'm saying to myself, well, Lord, you know, I don't know if I could have done this now, you know, but I probably would have sat in that water and, and just been already there. So when they troubled the water, I've been in there, you know, but just like the one with the issue of blood. She, 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 she uh, disobeyed the law because she wasn't supposed to be around, you know, those people with the blood, you know, um, doing her menstrual time or whatever. So, but she said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, thank you, God. If I can only, she knew what she needed. She knew who she needed. So she was like, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole of this infirmity. So she pressed her way through the crowd, crawling on the floor, touching on the hem of, God, him, of him of Jesus um, um, garment. And he felt the virtue. The Bible said he felt the virtue of her. He felt the virtue go out of his body once she touched him and she received her healing. She received what she needed. So I'm not saying just go break the law. Not don't don't. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying because we do have laws put in place. You know, we certain we have to. The Bible tells us to obey the laws of the land, and we have to. But you know, but if you won't, if I if I knew I needed God that um, bad enough, I probably would have sat in that pool and and waited till the waters be stirred, and I would already been in there. Or maybe he could have put his arm in there or his hand or something. You know, you just never know. But he said every time he would try to go forth, somebody would jump in front of him. So he was unable to get into the pool to get his proper healing that he needed. So and also I looked at that. God had compassion on this man. Like I said, you know, God had compassion on this man. He seen that man laying there and he knew that that man needed help. So he came on the scene to help him. So he, he and so when he asked the man, will thou be made whole? And he, the man explained to him. So God said, take up thy bed and walk. God said, take thy bed and walk. He didn't tell him just to get up and go. He said, take thy bed and walk. Meaning you and your bed, get up and go. I don't want you to leave that bed there. And so God put this in my spirit. And I know I heard my brother talk, you know, say this too. Um, God told him to take his bed because he didn't want him to have no excuse to come back to that place to where he had delivered him from. Because if he had a laid that bed, if he had kept his bed there or whatever, if he had kept that there, he would have went back to that comfortable place. He would have went back to that place where it was familiar at and probably been there. And you back in the same spot that God delivered you out of. So God said, take thy bed and walk. I'm, I don't want you to have no reasons to come back here. Take your bed and you and your bed go forth in Jesus name and be made whole. And God showed me too in this. You know, that man had laid there all those years for 38 years. That's a long time to be laying, just laying there in, in pain and in agony or whatever he had going on. So God let me know, you know, that he had, that man had got comfortable 
in his situation. He had got comfortable in what he was going through. So a lot of times we can get comfortable in, in, in situations that mean us no good. We can get comfortable with being stagnated. You know, God and put something on your heart. You don't want to do it. And you know what? I, I can raise my hand because I'm guilty to that. Procrastination. God gave me that word. Procrastination. Procrastinating. Putting off today. Putting off what I could have done today for tomorrow. And the Bible tells us if you can go on Bible, and I don't know, I'm not sure what, what book is in, but it does tell us if you can go ahead and do it today. If you got it today, go ahead and do it today. Don't wait till tomorrow. And so I thank God for that revelation because that began to speak to my heart. Don't procrastinate. If I didn't told you to do something, go ahead and get it in while you can, because no, we don't know. the t- We don't know the hour. We don't know the time. We don't know when our time is up. Okay, because we all have expiration date. So if God is giving us a new day to be able to go forth, do what we can in that day because we just never know. In which we pray for a long life. And I thank God for a long life. And I'm, I'm, you know, claiming long life. But we just never know. So we that's why we, it's not good to procrastinate. So he was letting me know that man had procrastinated. Even though he was trying to get up, he was still comfortable in, in, in the state that he was in because he laid there for 38 years. He had time to come up with a plan. Like I said, he had time to come up with a plan. Okay, you see that plan A didn't work. Okay, you know, I, I, I can't get there in time to get in that water because every time I try to get in there, somebody get in front of me. So I'm just going to go lay back down here. I'm just going to go lay back down. He had got comfortable in that. And then, thank you, Holy Spirit. In some days, he might have not tried to get up. Okay. He might have just laid there because he already knew where well, I ain't no need of me moving. Ain't no need of me getting up trying to get in that pool because I know somebody going to go before me. And then somebody might have went on before him while he was still laying there. You know, so he was comfortable in, in, in the place he was at. And God, God don't want us to be comfortable in, in places that we don't need to be comfortable in. Okay. Because I, I often say that, you know. When you when God has you to make a change is for a reason, you know, change is good. You know, uncomfortable places where your biggest um, blessings lies, you know, because it's not comfortable getting on here doing these podcasts, you know, because, uh, you know, the devil tell you don't nobody want to hear you. You ain't saying that you ain't got nothing to say. But God will tell you, say it anyway. If, if, if only one person get it, if it blesses only one person, it is done what it needed to do. And the Bible tell us that. You know, if, if you if you bless that one, that one person, that one sheep, would the Bible say with that one sheep, if the all, if one sheep is lost, you're going to go out there and get that one sheep. So if you if that word that I tell you to put out, if it bless one person, you've 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 uh, um, completed the assignment. Like they say. I understood the assignment. You've been understood this assignment. You've been passed the test. If only that one person, even if that one person don't get it. You been I, I I see that you are faithful, and I see that I can trust you because you did what I've asked you to do. So we have to we don't we can't get comfortable in 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 places in things that we don't need to be comfortable in or with, okay? Because if God is calling you to come out from around a certain group of people, or you know, be obedient, and do what God say. Don't procrastinate with Lord. I'll I, I stop being well. I'll stop talking to them next year. But right now, God, I got to have my fun. I got to do this. I do that. If God is dealing with you, God is telling you for a reason. 
because he 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 knows the because Jesus is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He knows the the um, beginning of the story. He knows the ending of the story. He knows the middle part of the story. He knows every aspect of your life, every aspect of your story. So if he's telling you a particular thing, it's for a reason. So God let me know that that man was comfortable in what he was going through. So we can't get comfortable in, in things that we don't need to be comfortable in. And especially when we know God is calling us to better places and, 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 and high, he, like the word said, taking us to higher heights and deeper depths in him. If we know that God is calling us out of a particular place into a better place, we must take heed and follow his plan. Okay. And so that man laid there all those years waiting on somebody to put him in that pool, you know, or you're trying to get there, but can't get there. You know, let's me know he wasn't a thinker. You know, he didn't come up with a plan B or C or D. He just stuck with plan A and plan A was one working. So he just he stayed there. So I'm, I'm here to tell you, if God didn't give you a particular thing, say it's a project or something you're trying to get done. And you, you know, God, didn't, you know, you didn't went by plan A, plan A didn't work. So what you going to do? You're going to go revise some things and come up with another plan. Okay, you may do that plan. That plan might not work. You may have to go to plan C, D, and E. You may have to go through all the letters in the alphabet. But eventually you will get there because for one, you stay consistent. You know, you you kept working towards your goal. You kept doing what God told you to do. You kept going forth. God saw you being faithful in that thing. So, Lord, I thank you. Even saying this to you, I'm speaking to me. I'm speaking to myself because I procrastinate in a lot of things that I know that I should not have been. You know, sometimes, you know, things could be going good and then the devil try to discourage you. But let's not get discouraged in these times. Let's not get discouraged in these times. Paul said, I think myself happy. So I'm going to let you. And this is another point God gave me. You have to encourage yourself. Encourage yourself because you're not we're not going to all the time have people to push us into the death into our destinies. We're not going to always have that that team clapping for us. We're not going to always have that um, have people, you know, um, clapping us alone and applauding us and, you know, and pushing us and encouraging us. We're not going to always have that. And sometimes it may be the main people you think that that that's going to do this and that won't do it. So that's why we have to encourage ourselves. And I love when Paul said, I think myself happy, meaning, you know, I, I, I encourage myself. I push myself to go forth because I know God is with me. One thing I've learned that me and God is the is, is the majority. I can have the whole world against me. But if God is on my side, I do have the whole world. God is the whole world. And I'm not saying that we don't need nobody or nothing like that. But a lot of times we, we put expectations on people, you know, and and a lot of times people can't meet those expectations. Sometimes they, they may mean to may may mean um, well and sometimes they may not mean well. But whatever the case may be, we got to be able to push ourselves and encourage yourself to keep going forth and knowing that God is with you at all times. And so. We, 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 we can't procrastinate. You know, God gave me that word. I just procrastination. I seen that in the scripture, you know, and encouraging yourself because if only the man had enough courage to encourage himself, he may have gotten in the water sooner. You know, I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do this. I can get in that water. I'm going to get in this water. I'm going to be healed today. I'm going to be made whole today. Ain't nobody getting in front of me today. You know what I'm saying? So something we got to have that push. We got to push ourselves to keep going. 
and I'm talking to somebody. I know I'm talking to me. I know I'm receiving this word as I'm as I'm speaking it and giving it to you. All. I'm receiving it for myself. So we got to know that even though you don't have the you may not be the most popular, you know, and anytime you're trying to live right in God and trying to do it God's way and live right, you ain't you ain't going to be the most popular person. OK, you're not going to be the most popular person. I know we got popular pastors and things and, you know, big time pop pastors and all that stuff. But a lot of times, you know, when you just, you know, like me, you know, I know I'm not the most popular person. They don't really don't, don't want to be. OK, if God, I, I, I thank God for the elevations that he's going to do, that he's doing in my life, that he's done and, and it's going to do. And I thank him for the elevations that he has done and is going to do in y'all lives as well. So just know that, you know, we don't have to, as long as God give us the okay and God has agreed upon that thing, that's all you need. Just move forth in God, knowing that your strength comes from the God, comes from the Lord. God is your strength. He said, look to your heels for which come your help for all of your help comes from him. He's our strong tower. He's our hiding place. He's our protector. God is all we, he's all that and more. And so he gave me this revelation in this, in this scripture, you know, it was some procrastination going on, you know, some, some comfortableness going on in, in places that he didn't need to be comfortable in. That man was comfortable laying there. 38 years, you had to be comfortable. He had got used to, you know, living, you know, being in that state. Like I said, he probably said, well, I ain't, I ain't going to move. Some days he probably didn't move because he knew that he wasn't going to be, he wasn't going to make it in first. But that's why you have to come up with another plan. You know, well, Lord, I, I, I forgive me, God, but I need this healing. I need to be made whole. So I'm going to put my arm in this water, my hand in this water. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. I'm going to try it. I'm going to get there. I'm going to try to get there because I need your healing. And God all the time is telling us to come on, to come forth. You got it. You got it. You can make it. Just remember that you and God is the majority. Y'all are the majority. I can have 10,000 people over here and just me and God over here. That's it. Because God know how to wipe it out. Wipe. <laughs> he know how to get it did with just one wipe. So I thank God for his word. And I thank him for um, what he shared. And um, I pray that, you know, this blesses somebody. Because like I said, it's, it, it done bless me. He was sharing this word with you all. I needed this. I needed this push. Okay. Encourage yourself. Don't always look for people to pat you on the back because you, you, you're not going to get that. But just know that God got you. And if he didn't gave you the assignment to, to do, he's going to give you the, the, the tools to do it with. Like they say, if he bring you to it, he'll bring you through it. But you just got to trust him. Trust God, have faith, believe that he can and he will do what he say he's going to do. Because he said that I am God. I am a man that I shall not lie, nor the son of man that shall repent. Okay. God said he's the same God. The same God that um, performed miracles years ago is still performing these miracles. The same God that healed years ago is still healing. The same God that delivered years ago is delivering today. The same God that restored broken hearts and hurt is restoring today. The same God that forgave years ago is forgiven today. The same God that carried and made a way for the children of Israel, bread from heaven, manna from heaven, um, water, all of that. He did all of that. He, he, uh, what he did, the, the, the fish and the bread, how he multiplied that God is still multiplying. 
He's still providing. The Bible says nothing new upon the sun. So when God did years ago, he's still doing it today. And just know that God got you. He loves you and he's with you always. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm with you until the end of time. I'm with you always. And a lot of times we don't feel like God is with us. We, we don't we don't feel like he's there. We feel like we're all alone. You know, nobody's there, but but God is there. Sometimes he just have to be quiet to see what you're going to do. He already know what you're going to do, but he wants you to see what you're going to do. Sometimes he have to be quiet. Don't mean he didn't took his hand off of you. He ain't there. Sometimes he just quiet and he just waiting on the right time to speak. So be encouraged today. Don't don't procrastinate. If God told you to do a particular thing. Go ahead and get it. Did. And I'm talking to me. Go ahead and do it. Don't worry about what nobody say. Because like I said in my book. If the people going to talk about you, if you're doing good or bad. So just go on and do do something good. Give them something good to talk about. I'd rather give them something good to talk about. I'd rather give them something good to talk about. And in my book, From Void to Victorious, I thank God for that book. That's a book of my life. I didn't put my whole life in there, but I put things in there that God would have allowed me to put in there to share with the world. But the main focus on, of that book is forgiveness. Forgiveness, forgiving people that they have hurt you and moving on from that hurt and pain. Because if you stay back there, if you stay stagnated in that comfortable place of being hurt, that comfortable place of being being stuck, that's where you're going to be at. But it's time to come out. It's time to move forward. It's time to move forward, to come out of that, uh, that, that, uh, that comfortable place into an unfamiliar place, to an uncomfortable place. Because they're, they're, those places is where your biggest blessing lies. If it's uncomfortable, nine times out of ten, it, 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 it's, it's, it's something good because, you know, you don't, we don't like to be uncomfortable. I know I don't. I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't like to be uncomfortable. But being uncomfortable sometimes is good. Sometimes not. Sometimes it's not. Nah. Because if you is somewhere and, and you ain't supposed to be, you know you ain't supposed to be there, and God starts speaking to you and tell you, well, you need to go home. You need, you need, you don't need to be here. To, now you listen, because some uncomfortable places is not good neither. But you just got to know the difference between what is and what what is. Now, if God is trying to move you forward to uh, to to um another, you know, era, another place. To where you from where you're at now, that could be comfortable because, you know, like a job, you know, you may have been on this job 15 years, but God has presented something bigger, you know, better for you, something you've been praying for, you know, or a home. You may have been in your home for 10, 15 years, but God has blessed you with a, you know, a, with a bigger home or a nicer home, you know, something that you've been wanting. Okay, you may not want to leave because you're comfortable there, but, you know, if I go over here, I know I got to make this move. It's going to be uncomfortable, I know, but I know it's a better move for me. Okay. But if you're doing something, you ain't got no business and God telling you to get out of it. Now, you OK, that's uh, that's a comfortable place that, you know, you 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 got to get out of. OK. You can't die some places that's uncomfortable now, you because you're you around certain people and then it's uncomfortable for you to be there or around them. Get out of it. God is telling you to go. You don't need to be in that uncomfortable place. You don't need to be in that uncomfortable um, setting, but it may be some uncomfortable settings you do need to be in. So you just got to know the difference and you got to pray and ask God to show you what you need to do. That's why it's so important to have your own personal relationship with God. We must have our own personal relationship with God. We got to. 
because God will speak to you just like he speak to me and everybody else he speaks to. He's the word said he had no respect to persons, meaning he don't love nobody no more than the next. What he did for you, he'll do for me. But you just got to believe and have that faith and do what what he's asked you to do like I'm willing to. And so that's what it all it that's what it all boils down to just being willing to work for God. Being being willing to be a vessel that he can use. And so I pray that this um, word blesses somebody. And like I said, you know, go before God and pray and seek God on this word and, you know, read it yourself. And God may give you a whole nother revelation about some things. So he may give you the same thing, but he may break it down to you in another way. And that was John chapter five, verses one through 18. But just go be in prayer and let God lead and guide you. And so I say um, to God be all the glory. And I thank you for listening. I pray that this word helps somebody. Like I said, he's helping me as well. I'm speaking to you all. So God bless you. And I will continue to pray for you all. And we just thank God for his blessings. And I'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye.